If chocolate is your weakness, the real chocolate decadence of Flava Naturals Performance Dark Chocolate can be your strength. Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain and heart function, including a recent Harvard study showing a 27% reduction in cardiovascular death. It may even be a helpful tool in managing cognitive decline. Flava Naturals Dark Chocolate Bars and Cocoa Powder deliver five to nine times the flavanols of typical dark chocolate with great flavor and minimal sugar. Their secret is sourcing premium, high flavanol cocoa beans and processing them naturally. The result is decadent dark chocolate with the flavanol levels needed to fuel brain and cardio performance. I use it every day. For more information and to order, just go to flavanaturals.com. That's flavanaturals.com. There you'll find the extensive research behind cocoa flavanols benefits and great recipes too. That's flavanaturals.com. Flavanaturals.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Our guest is Dr. Ross Arena. Uh, Dr. Arena uh, is pioneering something called HL Pivot, Healthy Living for Pandemic Event Protection. So uh, it's interesting, you know, the, the pandemic is, a, is obviously a catastrophe, and it's caused uh, a lot of us to put on the COVID-15, you know, become more sedentary uh, and, uh, you know, lock down. Uh, eating uh, less uh, rigorously, uh, exercising less. But it's also a real, there's a silver lining to the cloud. It's a real call to action for getting our health in order, right? And, and that's what HL Pivot is all about. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I, I, my, my background has, and to a large degree, focused on, um, kind of that siloed approach of, of healthy lifestyle in the context of, of chronic disease prevention, uh, in particular, uh, cardiovascular disease and uh, cardiac rehabilitation. And so, you know, I, I have uh, also, you know, had to comply with uh, the lockdown and I, you know, work from home and um, had one of the Silver linings to that, I suppose, is I had a lot more time on my hands for my scholarship and my writing and academic thinking and started to think a lot about, you know, the world we were living in, looking at the literature, uh, what was coming out with respect to healthy lifestyle and, uh, and chronic disease in the context of COVID and started to think about, you know, well, we have the cardiovascular healthy living people here. Uh, we have the, uh, the respiratory pulmonary rehab people here in a separate silo. Uh, we have the uh, immune health individuals or researchers um, and healthy lifestyle. Smaller group doesn't it, it, a lot, you know, as much was not written about that as, say, cardiovascular uh, health and, and, uh, and lifestyle. And, and there's a similar theme. With, with all of these, uh, these different siloed entities with respect to healthy lifestyle, being more physically active, eating, uh, you know, consuming a, part, a nutritious diet, uh, maintaining healthy body weight, uh, and not smoking is universally good for you. It's good for your cognitive health. It's good for your cardiovascular health. Uh, it reduces the risk significantly of a number of cancers. And now, you know, and, and amongst other things, and now most recently, it is critically important 
with respect to viral infection, uh, you know, and, and most currently with COVID-19. So I started to think about, you know, how do we, how do we move the needle in a, in a more significant way with respect to healthy living medicine? And, and thinking about we can no longer just sit in our silos and talk about healthy lifestyle from the context of one, the benefit of one physiologic system. And that we need to think about, you know, what healthy living does in totality from, on a broader scale to an individual's health tra trajectory and protecting an individual or a, a community, a population, if you will, uh, from, you know, untoward events, viral infection, chronic disease, and so on. So it started to think And we about, call that resilience. I mean, that's the essence of resilience. That's right. Human resilience and promoting human resilience. And so, uh, so we started to think about, well, um, I know a lot of people in, in the area and they know more people. So let's start a, let's start a network, uh, where we start to, um, think about how we can collaborate on a global scale and in, in all of our different areas. So it's not just health professionals, it's educators, it's individuals in uh, the policy sector. We have individuals from the media, uh, but any activity, either research, education, uh, policy implementation, uh, and so on, anything that promotes healthy lifestyle would be something that would fall into HL pivot, something we would, we would want to promote and pick up. So that's kind of how it started. And, uh, we're up to about 130 global members. Now we have, we have the world, the, the world pretty well covered, uh, with, with members and, and we continue to grow. Uh, we've had a number of publications, uh, a couple of HL pivot scientific statements, uh, more are coming out. Uh, members are starting to, you know, affiliate uh, or put our, the HL pivot affiliation on their publications. Uh, we have a global, um, physical activity survey, uh, under HL pivot and collaborators within the, within the network. We also have educational in, in, initiatives, uh, some community based initiatives out of UIC where we actually have a, a health and wellness academy in a, in a school, a private school. Uh, we started a physical activity clinic. So these are just some examples, but it's basically, you know, a, a, a big tent. Uh, we have uh, people from different professions and expertise, but the common theme is healthy living is good for everybody and, and it should be promoted and supported and investigated more broadly. Um, and hopefully somehow, some way that gets, you know, us to think about this differently uh, moving forward and think about healthy lifestyle differently. Well, it, it sounds like you've had a lot of buy-in, but, you know, I look at uh, what's happening at the federal level, and there was a, a $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill that was uh, signed a while ago and distributed money. Uh, and, yeah, I believe it's over 2,100 pages long, you know, with allocations uh, to all kinds of different things. And now they're proposing a uh, an infrastructure bill of more trillions, some of it dedicated to human infrastructure. I can't think of a more important uh, human infrastructure initiative than you know what you're talking about. Is there has there been any recognition from uh, Congress or the federal government about this? Uh, about our network, no, <laughs> uh, not per not, se. Uh, yeah, and not not. Um, I mean, 
the the you I've been involved with some committees and still am with uh, Physical Activity Alliance and and others where certainly our federal government and you know the the healthcare system is recognizing the importance of healthy lifestyle and um, and promoting that. Um, so we're we're hearing the right things where um, we're we're seeing you know movement towards that or promoting things that will have help people to lead healthier lives. Uh, but we still I think we still have a long a long way to go. Um, you know I, I'm still thinking about um, uh, about healthcare policies and 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 changes. So the Affordable Care Act. Um, and, and what that did or what that started to try to do with, um, um, with healthcare and co- the covered lives model and, and getting healthcare systems to think about covering a population, uh, and, and basically getting the same amount of money, uh, to cover each of those lives. And that kind of really did shift the mindset, I think, or started to shift the mindset of keeping people out of the hospital. Uh, and, and keeping them healthy where they live, work and go to school because what, because what that did, um, was, you know, change the model for those, those health systems that were supporting, you know, were in a covered lives model. Uh, you weren't getting paid or you don't, it's not, it wasn't just about getting paid for a surgery or an ICU or procedures. It was about keeping people from not getting those things. And, and it was amazing, you know, and I, I work very closely with, with medicine. I have my whole career, you know, with, with cardiology in particular, but, but getting, uh, you know, having conversations about how we integrate healthy lifestyle health professionals into a clinical model, it was slow moving for a large, for, for a, a long time in my career. But then, you know, when, uh, when the Affordable Care Act came out, and and you had the covered lives model uh and we started to get our college of applied health sciences at uic started to get calls for meetings from the college of medicine and ui health system and and i still remember um this this one particular meeting was with cancer uh the cancer center here at ui health a great we have great uh great researchers great health professionals in in cancer uh, cancer prevention, cancer treatment, but we didn't know what they wanted to talk about, but they, they wanted to talk about how do we get your people, our dietitians, our exercise scientists and so on into our clinics, because we need to keep people out of the hospital. And I was, and it just struck me. And I was like, wow, thing, you know, that, that is still the shining example. Uh, and it's been a number of years now of, of what, federal policy can do uh to to healthcare to move the needle for healthy living medicine and of course we've you know there's been a lot of changes and and back and forth with with the affordable care act and implementation but but i got really excited about how that changed the narrative because and you know finances drive a lot of things and i think Mm -hmm. finances drove that and people wanted to do the right thing as well but uh, i think that's a, a general theme but the whole you know, that was an example of federal policy changing the financial model uh, in some degrees to, you know, for the health system in a way that would promote healthy living. And so if we can get more of that. If we can drive it. I, I feel like that is 
a prime example of looking at, and I'm no expert in healthcare economics or healthcare policy. I, I know enough, but you know, my expertise is elsewhere. But if we could really move more towards a model where uh, health systems are uh, compensated more so uh, on in a viable way, more mm-hmm. so on people keeping people out of the ICUs and not being admitted, then I think a lot of things fall into place for for healthy living medicine because that is the way the one of the primary ways you keep people out of the hospital. Okay, folks, at this point, let's pause and allow one of our sponsors an opportunity to share this vital message with you. This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Propax Gold with NT Factor, a complete vitamin and mineral formula. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years. With a 45-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They're what make Intelligent Medicine a continuing free resource for you. And now back to our guest, Dr. Ross Arena, uh, the developer of the HL Pivot Healthy Living for Pandemic Event Protection Program. Switching gears a little bit, you you said that uh, during the pandemic, you know, you you had to you know observe all the restrictions and you you managed to be more productive because you were able to you know, catch up on your academic work and network using Zoom and all that stuff. But what did you do? And uh, I'm curious, what's what's your physical regimen? First of all, if you if you don't mind sharing, how old are you? I'm uh, I'm 50, almost 51. 51. Uh, so middle aged yeah. male, you know, uh, considered at risk, right, as most middle aged men are. What, mm-hmm. what do you what is it that you do to maintain your physical fitness? Yeah, well, so I um I live in uh, I live in Chicago in the city uh, in a neighborhood uh, known as Bucktown. Uh, I am one of those individuals who have opportunities, you, you know. And I'm always I I've, I came from a uh, an immigrant family. Uh, my dad moved here when he was 27, could not speak English, and was a landscaper, a barber, and worked in a bakery. So I you know I came from uh, from less opportunity, but I, I am one of those individuals now, as are my my children uh, and girlfriend and and uh, and her daughter, uh, who have opportunities to be physically active. So I have uh, a very nice elliptical in my house. Uh, I have weightlifting exercise equipment. So I'm on the elliptical uh, sixty minutes a day. So, so you brought it home. Uh, you, you you have the space yeah. and the wherewithal to have some equipment at home. And you maintained uh, your regimen. I mean, ordinarily you'd be going out to the gym or you know hitting the you know track or something like that. Well, yeah, well, yeah, and and, and I, it's not only that. Like I do really fully embrace moving more and sitting less. So a day for me, and that we have one car. I don't typically have the car. Uh, I cook a lot and I cook very healthy. So um, you know every meal is by far and away fresh and. Uh, lots of vegetables and fruits and a very 
little fried food. We have Italian Sunday still. I made I made a lasagna yesterday from scratch. And so but I, I shop every day for mm-hmm. dinner. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. after I get off the podcast, I'm gonna do that. So I we don't stock the refrigerator and we don't have a very uh, robust pantry. I walk to the grocery hmm. store. I walk around the neighborhood. So it's after my workout's done, I still think about, well, I still got to move more throughout the day. If all I do is the elliptical in a given day, uh, I'm not real happy with myself because I don't feel like I've moved enough. So I still want my 10,000 steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still don't want to sit too much. I, I want to eat healthy. I only eat three meals a day. I don't snack. Neither do my, my kids. They eat three meals a day. Um, so, so we do, you know, I, I think part of, cause my, my background in research, like I've, I, I got into this area because I w- always wanted to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a teenager, uh, my parents cooked a lot. My parents, you know, were, were physically active. So, so yeah, that's, that's my life. That's, uh, that's, you know, my family's life. So the way we, we live and, so you, and we you walk feel the walk or certainly, uh, exemplify, um, you know, your, your model for the, the kind of things you espouse. Um, could you comment also on, you know, the other ramifications of exercise? Because, you know, we talk about exercise for weight loss, exercise for cardiovascular fitness, you know, to reverse hypertension and diabetes. But, you know, this country is in the throes of an enormously stressful, uh, isolating, uh, depressive pandemic. And there are a lot of what are called the deaths of despair, people who are turning to addiction or who are just sort of giving up. It, it, is exercise sort of a, a, a counter balance against that? Can it be effective in, the, in those areas? Yeah, yes. And we've known that for, for a long time, uh, you know, there's a, there has been a body of literature on cognitive function, on quality of life, on mood, uh, on depression and being physically active, uh, has shown to, you know, have a positive effect on, on those areas. So certainly that is, uh, you know, going, and it, again, it's not running a marathon, but mm-hmm. getting out and going for a, a, a walk, uh, engaging on gardening, uh, yoga, you know, what, what, whatever movement is, um, something that you would potentially enjoy, is something that people should be encouraged to, you know, counteract the isolation and depression associated with this. It, it's not easy. This is not an easy time that we live in. And, and so, um, that is, that is a significant challenge that a lot of people are depressed and isolated and sad. And it's just don't know how to get out of that hole that they're in. And then thinking about job security and, you know, how many, countless individuals worry about uh paying the rents paying for food those types of things so so yeah simple answer is 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 yes be leading a healthy lifestyle can help with with mood state but there there's so many other factors to consider with that so it's not just the simple yeah go for a walk and you'll feel better yeah you you could but if there are other things that are stressing you out too uh it's a challenge yeah, I mean, there really is such a thing as uh, exercise privilege, you know, that uh, there are those who are able to maintain this kind of regimen and other people are, you know, uh, really battling uh, isolation, they're battling demoralization, they're battling, you know, just the physical challenges of, of life that require them to uh, uh, go to work in an unhealthy environment that's, you know, not necessarily uh, offering the opportunity for physical activity. So uh, they're, you know, 
as we said earlier, uh, they're the haves and the have-nots, and we'd really need to uh, uh, to even it out in terms of opportunities. Uh, so, it, is there? Uh, you're in Chicago. Chicago has a lot of diverse communities. Is there is, is there exercise outreach to communities where uh, COVID has been hit hardest? Yeah. So, well, I can I can speak to the things that we do. Um, you know, as an academic unit. Uh, and, and how we've evolved and expanded over time. So we, um, the Department of Physical, Th- we have a, a doctorate of physical therapy program, but we also have a master's in uh, health span promotion and rehabilitation sciences. We have a faculty practice where um, we have cardiac rehabilitation, orthopedic uh, physical therapy, but we, we also are very committed to community engagement in a number of ways. And one of the primary ways is through healthy living. So um, we started uh, for free a physical activity clinic where we're, you know, starting to we started to advertise it to the Chicagoland area and and the population in the Chicagoland area um, to get, you know, right now it's virtual, but to have someone who is an exercise scientist and a Ph.D. level and trained in in counseling counseling. to provide, you know, um, uh, provide counseling and uh, recommendations on how to become more physically active. And we are focusing on on underserved communities with that initiative. And so we just started that. But we also there's a, a we have this really wonderful relationship with um, uh, it's good. It's called Altus Academy. So it's a, a not for profit faith based uh, school K through eight. It's only got about uh, 50, 55 kids. Um, but what a, I, I could go on about them forever. Uh, but it is, um, all either Latinx, predominantly Latinx, uh, students and, and families, um, or, or black. There are no, um, no Caucasian students in the school. It is in a embedded in an underserved, uh, underrepresented community and the outcomes they are having with these students from an educational level are just amazing. Hmm. You know, where they are going to school now with respect to high school and college. And so when we met them, uh, we, we wanted to partner with them in any way, shape or form. So our department, we, I, you know, as, as department head, very passionate about this, brought on a faculty member who was a, a K through eight, educator worked at the cp in the cps chicago public school system before that at second grade teacher but she has a master's in education leadership and she has developed and now is in um i believe the fifth year of what we call the health and wellness academy for kids so she delivers a health and wellness curriculum that's great to those students the next thing we did we partnered with nursing because a lot of these the kids that go to this school and the families don't have access to health care don't have an entryway to a primary care provider. So, you know, it's the emergency room visits and so on. Through nursing, we actually built a primary care clinic in the school. Hmm. And so now the parents and the kids uh, in that school have a nurse practitioner-led clinic where they can go and get their school shots, get physicals, get health screens for different uh, physical conditions, and then get referrals to a health system 
you know, if, if there are issues such as diabetes and other things that pop up. And, and so it's not a, uh, a, a large scale model, but it is definitely, uh, something that could be replicated by others and, and it could not be going better. The stories we hear about how it's changed the lives, uh, of, of the families and the kids, uh, involved is, is really something that we're very passionate about within the department and, um, and committed to it. Well, that's that's really great. I mean, I think it's it's especially important uh, to get kids oriented to physical activity. I worry because you know school budgets and and sometimes liability issues are causing schools to drop physical education or limit physical education, especially now during COVID. You know that it's like. Uh, Okay, you know, take it easy on the playground. You can walk around with masks, but, you know, don't get too close. Um, that's really a setting back an entire generation of kids. And I think we really need to to uh, address uh, the problem of inactivity at an early age. It's still, still yeah, good I habits. Agree. Yeah, good stuff. Okay, so, uh, Dr. Rena, uh, what were some uh, resources that uh, you can point our listeners to if they want to find out more about uh, HL Pivot? Oh, so um, if you Googled HL Pivot, uh, you would um, our our Twitter account would pop up pretty quickly. Uh, our Instagram account, uh, the publications that we're putting out there would would all pop up. So it, we um, when I Google it, uh, and I guess that would be the the quickest way to find things out. Either papers, our social media outlets that you could follow. Uh, we have an, a UIC and HL Pivot uh, webpage that has some information on it. So I, I think that would be the uh, the easiest way. It's just it's just popping in HL dash pivot, uh, and it'll be clear. Most we we pop up at the top of that. I, we were fortunate to to pick an acronym that um, not that hasn't been used uh, very much. So we're kind of owning the space, the, a large part of the space on Google search. Good stuff. Okay. Well, you know. Uh it's a twin pandemic, and even as uh, our concerns over COVID uh, ease, and hopefully they will soon, uh, what remains is uh, a huge pandemic of uh, uh, preventable diseases, diseases that may be addressed by uh, activity, by lifestyle, uh, by uh, healthier diet choices, and you're at the forefront of uh, uh, leveraging that teachable moment. It is a teachable moment in America. So uh, let's hope that uh, things move in the right direction. Thank you very much for joining us. Really appreciate your time. Thank you, Dr. Hoffman. This has been wonderful. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoppinStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoppinStore.com. DearHoppinStore.com.